This podcast is brought to you by DeMarini. Are you ready to join the uprising? More than 150 programs around the nation have, including back-to-back Division I and II national champions, Oregon State and Tampa, and Division III national champion Keene. Log on to demarini.com backslash dnation and check out the Voodoo Minus 3 to see why the SC3 alloy is the most powerful and durable performance alloy on the market. It gives you the pop you need to get along because chicks don't dig the ground ball. The Uprising, coming to a ballpark near you. Welcome once again, everyone, to a Baseball America podcast, college style, along with Aaron Fitt. I'm John Manuel. Great time of year, Aaron. The two months without a day off is, makes everybody punchy, and uh, but it's also a, a good reason for two months with no days off. Draft season, college season. We're going to stick on the college tip on this podcast. We appreciate the download. But let's just talk college baseball, Aaron, and it was regional weekend. Very fortunate here in the Raleigh-Durham Triangle area. We had two regionals. We do not get two super regionals. Thanks a lot, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, we do have two Georgia alumni who are very happy about Georgia uh, coming through in their regional. But once there were 280-some teams in Division One, then there were 16. Now, I mean, then there were 64. Now there are 16, Aaron. What's your quick impressions on the weekend of regional play? I guess the most obvious storyline is holding serve. Yeah, all that talk about parity all year long, John, and uh, here we are, and we've got eight national seeds uh, taking care of business after last year where uh, a, lot, a lot of those national seeds were sent packing pretty early on in the proceedings. Um, six, 13 out of your 16 uh, number one seeds win, uh, and I think the number two seeds that, that won were not really a surprise. I had both Wichita State and UC Irvine in my bracket. Uh Fresno State, of course, is is the biggest surprise of the first weekend, other than Bucknell beating Florida State one game. Right. Um, uh, Fresno State as a number four seed coming out of the regional of death, as I believe we dubbed it last weekend or last week. Um, and, and, you know, I thought Fresno, I mean, this is one reason that this was the regional of death, because Fresno right. was the best number four seed in the field. Uh, UC Davis, I thought, was also in that discussion. But for me, those were the two best four seeds. And, and, uh, and you know, we liked Fresno coming into the year, and, and they sh- they're showing us why now. Even without Tanner Shepers, uh, I think it's it's awfully impressive what they were able to do. They just own San Diego. It's uh, it's unbelievable uh, that, that San Diego is going to um, – is, is is not going to, to even win a regional in three years with Brian Mattis and Josh Romanski. Uh, talk about missing a window of opportunity. Yes. I mean, and they've had, and you know, that program's come a long way. It's clearly uh, jumped up to a, a higher level. It's not an elite program because they can't win a regional. But but uh, They're not a national contender yet. Win a regional. It's very disappointing, I think, for those guys. And you have to wonder, um, you know. When was the last time Vanderbilt won a regional? Did they win a regional since 2004? No. I don't think they have. No. I mean, So that's another example. It. Those are two programs that get a lot of publicity because they're great regular season teams. And great recruiters. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, but for God's sakes, guys, man up and win a regional. I mean, for all the heat that Michigan took all year from fans around the country, hey, Michigan won a regional last year. Yeah. On the road at an SEC team. Uh, how many teams can say that? Uh, here's another example of the difficulty of the West. Here's a four seed going on the road to win a regional against teams they played all yep. season, familiar teams. Um, you know, the Big West, you, know, you got Long Beach State crapping out at home in a regional, really a Jekyll and Hyde team all year. Uh, That's another program, John. What, I mean, Long no Beach State. Wins, I mean, they haven't gone to Omaha since 1998. 
The Big West likes they, to they talk f- about how it has these two great national programs. Yeah, they do. UC Irvine and Cal State Fullerton. You're right. Cal Long State Beach. Fullerton is so far ahead of the rest of the Big West. It's, it's not even funny. And let's, you know, obviously, the Titans deserve credit for coming back after an early loss to UCLA, coming back and winning the regional. Jeff Kaplan on a day's rest, uh, getting the save. Um, Brian Wilson come back on two days rest to start the game. After pitching a complete game in the opener against Ryder, I, I can't say enough about the toughness of that Fullerton pitching staff and really of that entire team. Uh, just a, a, you know, I watched I think three or four Fullerton games this weekend and came away very impressed with, with uh, uh, first of all with the offense over there. Uh, I mean, they've got some, you know, I think we knew this already, but just to see those guys in action, Christian Cologne, how how. Uh, dynamic he is, and Josh Fellhauer, of course, and uh, Eric, Eric Kamatsu. All year, and Kamatsu all year. Kamatsu might be the best pure hitter in the country. There I uh, said no it. Way. There I said it. <laughs> no way. Brett Wallace is still okay. playing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Yonder Alonso is still playing. I get ahead of myself. He's I a like great Eric pure Kamatsu. hitter. He's a, probably the best pure hitter in the West. All right. In the, not in the West, I mean the Big West. He's the best pure hitter in that conference. But let's not get carried away with ourselves. Uh, you know, they're a good team, and they're the number five national seed, and uh, they are. But we're talking. We start off with the top of the program, and here's a Fulton program that's on his third head coach, uh, who's a national reputation head coach. Augie, George Horton, Dave Serrano. Period. Uh, Dave Serrano's not at that level. Those are the two guys yet because he hasn't won a national championship, but he's getting close, and uh, and he's right a step away from taking teams into, uh, to Omaha in back-to-back years, different teams. Honestly, I don't think that's ever happened, Aaron. I don't think a coach has ever gone from one school to another and gone to Omaha in back-to-back years. Uh, I have to double-check that and go back to the record book, but uh, he's on the doorstep. But we're talking about programs. And San Diego and Vanderbilt, <clears throat> in my mind, I, I respect the heck out of Rich Hill and Tim Corbin and what those, they've done with those two programs. But right now, those are pretenders. These are pretenders. These are not that's national it. programs. Win a regional. We're not and, asking too much. And Long Win Beach Graham, State, Long yeah. Beach State, John, two years in a row at home. Win a regional. I mean, how about Coastal Carolina? Coastal Carolina wins regionals. They put up and shut up, and with the administration host, and they win. Now they got a break in a way that the committee did not send South Carolina there. Um, NC State had to weather the influx of Gamecocks, Gamecocks fans, but hey, NC State a. Uh, sold more than enough tickets on its own, and B, manned up and pitched and shut down a very powerful South Carolina and, offense. And I'll say this, just just for the record, uh, as far as the uh, the South Carolina presence in the stands, uh, it was much less pronounced than it I was agree. last year in the Super Regional up in Chapel Hill. I agree. Uh, it's a great point, great take. Uh, I think South Carolina fans were spoiled. Uh, where's their regional? Where's uh, Where's the number one seed? Well, it's uh, somewhere down there with their pitchers, uh, who are not very good. And we said that all year. They actually pitched better this weekend uh, than we thought. They showed – I mean, Nick Godwin showed a lot of toughness. Of grit. And, yeah. and Will Atwood was very good. I mean, their pitching came up a lot bigger than their, their offense, that's for sure. And, and their defense also was a little shaky, John, which is supposed to be a calling card for that team. But really what this is, this is a super regional field of big-time programs, the elite programs in the country right now. There are a couple absences. You know, no Texas. Texas is still an elite program. I know they had a little bit of a down year this year, but they rallied. They've late, lost three straight the regionals. They're, they're clearly still an elite program, but they've lost three straight regionals now. There's, they're, to me, there's some slippage there. I, I, they're not, I they're not in them. the top tier anymore. They're still an elite program, but they're not in the top tier right now. Who is in the top? Well, winning a national championship or even getting to Omaha 
That's what getting to Omaha is what makes you a top tier program. They haven't been since 2005, but I still think they're an elite program because I still think Florida State. I think of Florida State is an elite program, and they haven't been to Omaha since 2000. You know, uh, these are teams that do generally win regionals. Yeah, Texas hasn't for three years. I still think Texas is an elite program. They also win conference championships. Uh, Vanderbilt's one one. San Diego wins. That's fine. They win the conference championship. Win a regional. I think Texas and San Diego, there's worlds between those two programs. Worlds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not arguing with you there. So that's to me, there's a, there's, a, there's a different level there. But I'm saying as far as right I'm now, honest, the, honestly, the very top level for me, John, you've got Miami, you've got Fullerton. Uh, you've probably got North Carolina right now for me. Yeah, I know they haven't won a national championship, but they're in that mix. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and Rice, certainly. Uh, and, and, and Oregon State, I think you still have to throw See, in there, even though they, they didn't make it. That's the whole other debate. I don't know about that. They, Oregon State in the last 15 years has been to regionals three times, and they went to Omaha all three years. Let's see going forward. Is Oregon State a program, or are they the Darwin, Darwin Barney, Jonah Nickerson, Dallas Buck? Was that just a group of players that was so special uh, with that junior class of Darwin Barney, those kind of guys? Hey, this year they were not good. Uh, maybe they deserve to be the 64th team. But they weren't good. They right. were 28 and 24. You're right. And they didn't play a murderous schedule. They played a good schedule, but it wasn't murderous. If it was a murderous schedule, they would have had RPI in the 20s or 30s. I think you was... can do that. Arizona's in the West, and they don't have a whole lot of Division One teams in their area. They're two Division One teams in the state of Arizona. They played Indiana State on the road, for crying out loud. So Arizona still somehow put together a much tougher schedule than Oregon State. I don't agree with that. I, I, I can see you're nodding your head no. I mean, I'm just it, telling you Oregon State is not – to me – they had they won they they had an amazing three year run. They were twenty eight and twenty four this year. And before that, there were eleven years of Pat Casey where they didn't even go to regionals. I'm not saying that there that there was a fluke. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have to watch over the next couple of years to me to see whether or not that was a program or a group of players who were a spectacular group of players. I think the jury's out on that. Well, I, I suspect that uh, they're going to be a major factor next year uh, because of the way they have recruited uh, since winning, since really getting to Omaha for the first time. Right. Uh, so I think that going forward, they will continue to be one of those elite programs. Pretty big X factor, though, with the University of Oregon starting its program. It is. Huge X factor. Something to watch. I think, uh, I, I th- when I think of the elite programs, I think of the teams that are there through coaching changes, through conference changes, through changes in schedule, changes in the NCAA rules. I think of the University of Miami. I think of Cal State Fullerton. I think of Texas. Miami Fullerton and Rice, for me, are the, are the locks. Those are the locks. And I'd say Arizona State is in the next group until they win a national championship. Rice has only won its one, obviously, but Miami winning two in this common era, Cal State Fullerton winning one. I think those are the three. Those are separate. Those are separators. They haven't had any down periods. I mean, Cal State Fulton's down period has been the last two years in terms of their regular season record, and they went to Omaha last year, and now they've just won a regional this year. In terms of their talent level, last year was the nader for that program, and they still went to Omaha. So that's how Cal State Fulton rolls. That's, that's a separator there in those programs. Stanford's had some down years. Uh, A&M hasn't, won, hasn't been to Omaha since uh, – what, 1999, I don't believe. Um, you know, the, Ir- Irvine's still not quite there. LSU, let's talk back about Super Regionals. LSU is a program that's back on the way up in shocking fashion. You would not have ha- we would not have had this discussion a month and a half ago. If LSU gets back to Omaha, guess what? I think LSU's had their little dip, 
But uh, now they're, they're really two victories L- away from reestablishing themselves, in my mind, as an elite program. LSU, John, is the story of college baseball in 2008, in my yeah, mind. Yeah, they are. I agree. They're the biggest story. Uh, to win 23 games in a row is, is unbelievable. Aaron, how, you know, thumbnail sketch, how are they doing it? You know, it's, 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 the, the funny thing about it is it's not a return to gorilla ball. They've got a couple of big bats in the middle of that lineup with, uh, with Clark, of course, and Dean and those guys uh, with, with some power. But really, it's, it's not a big mashing team from top to bottom. It's only three guys with more than five home runs uh, on this team. Uh, they've just got a lot of good baseball players. I mean, they play good defense. I mean, they, they, I like Ryan Schimpf in the middle of the line, in the middle of the diamond, and DJ LeMayhew, the freshman, has played outstanding at shortstop, and Michael Hollander. It's a good mix of younger, younger guys and veterans. Uh, on the mound, they've, they've gotten, uh, really have gotten Ryan Verdugo and Blake Martin, the two left-handers, to step forward and stabilize the rotation, which has allowed them to move Jared Bradford to the bullpen when they need to. Kind of their moment uh, of truth relief pitcher right now. And, and Lewis Coleman has, has, has Stepped up huge for them. They're not giving saying them, boo, they're saying Lou. <laughs> thank you. Uh, g- giving them two really studs in the bullpen, um, you know, kind of like Miami has with Gutierrez and, and uh, Bellamy out there. So uh, it's, uh, it's an awfully good team, and, and, and I think Irvine's going to have its hands full this weekend. I don't know where we should start talking about these super regionals. Yeah, I don't know here. where we can start, though. We've already burned uh, about 15 minutes on the Baseball America College podcast talking about other stuff. Uh, but good stuff in my mind because I just think – I really do think there's some separation in LSU. It's like LSU and Stanford are two of these programs trying to break back into the elite. Yeah. And LSU's got five titles. Stanford's got two, but Stanford hasn't won any in 20 years. Uh, LSU hasn't won since 2000. Let's break down these regionals. And speaking of uh, longtime powerful programs that have had a rough decade or so, let's start off with the Florida State-Wichita State regional or super regional, shall we? Uh, Florida State – Score 70-plus runs in a regional error, and after getting shut out in the first game by Matthew Wilson, don't know when I'm going to find time to write that column, but an engaging interview, Matthew Wilson, the t- a Toronto native and former Octoc dog. Uh, that was a summer ball team last summer. Uh, I don't even know where Octocs is. It's actually out in uh, south of Calgary, for those of you who are uh, geographically challenged when it comes to Canada. But uh, Florida State gets shut out by Matthew Wilson, bounces back and scores 70-plus runs, mashing its way back through that regional. Wichita State, Aaron, yeah, you picked it, you called it, that Wichita State was going to win that regional. Um, this is an intriguing one because you got the very good pitching of Wichita State, and this is a team that's set up for three-game series. Ken Anthony Capra and uh, Aaron Schaefer, who had a very good uh, super regional start, I mean regional start, we're told, uh, and Rob Musgrave. Can this threesome at Wichita State pitch its way past Florida State? I think they can, and and I, I I thought that this matchup would materialize looking at the brackets, and it has. Um, you know, I thought if Wichita State could get out of their their regional, they'd be in good shape because, like you said, they're designed to win three games, and and they needed to go three and zero. I thought to win their regional, and they did that, and now um, now they get to go to Florida State, and and this is not a a great ballpark for them. It is more of an offensive park, and Wichita State is not really a home run kind of team. They do have some power, but uh, I think their athleticism, as I said last week, is the X factor. Um, and uh, I, I, I really think that Wichita State will be able to exploit Florida State's defensive shortcomings this weekend. Um, and I think that will be the difference. Well, that's, uh, that's a big question for Florida State. Uh, I think Florida State pitched 
okay in the regular season. They did not pitch great this weekend. They gave up a lot of runs. It was a very high-scoring regional. Obviously, they got deep into their bullpen. Uh, I don't know if Florida State can win mashing its way to Omaha. And, and here's the other thing. Nothing against the other teams in that Tallahassee regional, but Florida State didn't see any arms as good as they're going to see this weekend. As, 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 and, and, and in particular, they didn't see any college pitchers as good as they're going to see this weekend because point, that's too. the thing about Musgrave and Capra and Schaefer's. They all locate, they all command, they all have movement. Uh, those kind of guys can be pretty effective against Florida State. That's what Matthew Wilson did. Matthew Wilson was mid-80s plus change-up curveball. He threw five change-ups in a row at one point, Aaron, and uh, he's not a sinker-slider guy necessarily, but he got 16 ground ball outs, um, you know, basically pitches that he said he thought were strikeout pitches. Florida State basically beat into the ground. Uh, he, he praised Florida State's offense up and down, but uh, push comes to shove, he shut him out. Uh, 153 pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. If he can do it, Wichita State can do it. I and, see why you're picking Wichita State. I'm still sticking with Florida State. I do think Florida State will pitch better this weekend than they did last week. And I think Florida State got a little bit put back on its heels. Bucknell scored seven runs early. Florida State started its number four starter on Friday and kind of just got off on the wrong foot. But they didn't panic, much to Mike Martin's credit and those players' credit. And they still have Buster Posey. Oh, yeah. I still think Florida State is set up to go back to home off for the first it, time they, since they, 2000. They certainly are set up. And, and I should also, also mention uh, that they did beat Shooter Hunt on Monday, but it was Shooter Hunt on short rest, so I don't really count that. Sure, there's a caveat there. Let's move up that bracket. Cal State Fullerton, Stanford. Cal State Fullerton, what can you say about the Titans? Just uh, gritty and gutty. We've already talked a little bit about them. Stanford also coming back from a first-round loss to UC Davis, much in the way that Florida State did, coming back old-school style through the loser's bracket, couple keys here for Stanford. One, they threw Eric Davis on two days rest yesterday. I think he won't go until the third game of this regional. Two, Jeremy Bleich, four shutout innings against Arkansas in relief. Uh, Austin Yount was good. Jeremy Bleich was good. And Austin Yount came back yesterday also on the uh, days rest. And, and pitched very well out of the out of the bullpen. So, Stan uh, Bring pitched well for them. Yeah. Uh, Drew Storen pitched well for them. Outstanding. If Stanford pitches. Jeffrey Inman also pitched well Jeffrey for them. Jeffrey Inman pitched well. If Stanford pitches. Stanford's competitive with anybody because offensively they're quite good. They're also very left-handed. Uh, Fullerton usually can exploit that. Uh, Dave Serrano, as a pitching coach, is in the elite tier in this country for uh, – I don't know if he counts as the elite tier in Japan or not, but you know, he's the elite tier here in the country for being able to take an opponent's weakness and pick them apart. Yeah. This is a storied rivalry. In my opinion, it's the best rivalry in the West because of how often they've played in important games and also season opening games. These are two elite programs. I've been to Omaha repeatedly over the last decade. Uh, Stanford, I think, has more talent. I'm picking the Titans. They're at home. They're the national seed. Uh, I think that a team that has that much young talent is usually better at the end of the season when they're well coached than they are early. I mean, that's been Cal State Fullerton's traje- trajectory all year, only one series loss in the last, like, what, 12 weeks uh, against Long Beach State. I'm picking the Titans. I'm picking the Titans, too. I would be very, very surprised if they lose this Super Regional at home. Uh, you mentioned the left-handed factor, and uh, Fullerton's got some good left-handers, and, and Jason Doval in particular looked very good yesterday shutting down UCLA out of the bullpen. So um, I, I, think, I think Fullerton is, is, just very, is just a very good team. I think the main key here is that Stanford's got to pitch better than they have shown over the course of the year. Like in that stretch where Eric Davis was throwing four straight complete games, they had an ace. He hasn't been the same since then. He hasn't been as good. 
they haven't had that guy who can just go out there and control a game from the mound. I know Austin Young's been quite good at times. He's also more of a sinker-slider type guy. I think, like you mentioned, uh, Fulton's offense is so opportunistic, aggressive, and good. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, they've got Jared Clark. They've got a pretty big masher in there. There's six or seven guys. Gary Brown, after a very slow start, has been very effective as the he season's is. gone on. He is He's the dynamic. electric player, dynamic player that, that we, we thought he would be. And, uh, and, and that's why he was one of our top freshmen coming into the, country, into the season. I don't know that Stanford's pitching can hold down Fullerton's offense, so I'm, that's why I'm picking the Titans. Uh, NC State and Georgia, uh, Wolfpack versus the – who were the fourth-best team in the ACC pretty much all year, um, uh, kind of right in that same mix – uh, with Virginia early and Georgia Tech late, they're the lab, they're the fourth team that's standing. Very impressive pitching staff, a lot of depth. Uh, going up against Georgia, uh, which didn't really pitch its way through its regional, but they didn't have to. Offensively, they just overwhelmed uh, Georgia Tech on Monday after Nick Montgomery came through with a great complete game for them Sunday night. Who do you like here? Do you like NC State or do you like Georgia? You know, I, I, I like Georgia, but uh, I, I'm very intrigued by this matchup. I think it, it really pits two teams that have – for my money, the two deepest bullpens in the nation, and that includes North Carolina. Um, these guys, you know, I, I really like the way both these bullpens are constructed, and I wrote about this at length about North Carolina State's bullpen on the college blog uh, Monday or Sunday night. But uh, It all runs together. It does run together. Uh, they, they all have guys who have roles, and they can mix and match, and Georgia's the exact same way. And, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see the way you know, these two teams uh, employ their, their, their arms. And, and I don't think either of these teams will hesitate to go to the bullpen early uh, if their starters struggle. And Georgia, in particular, has not gotten very good outings out of its three main you know, rotation mainstays lately. Uh, so uh, you know, in that respect... Maybe North Carolina State has a real chance here. Uh, I do like Georgia's offense better. I think uh, I think they're just more dangerous, um, you know, particularly in the middle of the lineup. We know about Gordon Beckham. Rich Poitras has been uh, has continued to hit home runs, and and Matt Olson with just a ridiculous regional, going eighteen for twenty six. They just think Georgia's just better <laughs> offensively. That's I mean, it. they're 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 both pretty good pitching teams. I think NC State's a little bit better pitching team, uh, and they did shut down South Carolina. But you know, Georgia's lineup. It's kind of similar to South Carolina. It's a little bit deeper, not a lot deeper, but they don't have guys hitting 230 rolling out there in the bottom right. third of the lineup. Um, I think Georgia's just a little bit also a better pitching team than South Carolina is. <laughs> NC State's offense really doesn't impress you. It does, it does just enough. They defend just enough. They're really a, a pitching first kind of team. Their they're defense is pretty solid. Team. They've got, I mean, they've got really. On the corners, they're a little. They've got a difference maker at, Drew, at third base and Drew Martin, who's one of the best one of the best defensive third basemen out there. He's very good. They're outfield corners and they're first base and even behind the plate. I just don't think they're, they're a great defensive team. It's just like just enough. Tommy Foshi's just enough at shortstop. Yeah. They're just enough at second base. I'm not I'm not saying they're a bad defensive team. I just don't see they have one strength, pitching. I think Georgia has Multiple. pitching and Gordon Beckham. Uh, so their their offense, I'd still say, is a strength for Georgia. I would not say that's a strength for, for NC State. I'm going with the Bulldogs there. But that's an intriguing one for sure. Uh, we need to hurry up here on the Baseball America College podcast and uh, make this file not be too huge. Miami and Arizona. Aaron, Miami, as we said, the number one overall seed. they got a very, very difficult regional. and have a very difficult super regional matchup. Ryan Perry, Jason Stoffel, Daniel Schlereth, we said it all year. Arizona's bullpen is ridiculous. They don't have 
super depth behind those three guys, but that's a better bullpen than NC State and Georgia. Sorry. That's a better bullpen uh, than those. Uh, they may not I have think depth. it's a better bullpen than the New York Yankees. It's, uh, it probably <laughs> is a better bullpen than the Yankees. They don't have Rivera, but uh, I would take any of those three guys over Kyle Farnsworth right now setting up. Great point. Great take. Uh, but I still think Miami's better. I think Miami's the better team, and I also think Miami's pitchers can really exploit this Arizona lineup, which is a little hacktastic. We've talked about it uh, in the last couple weeks. I like Miami to advance in some games that are going to be low-scoring, but I still think eventually Miami, with metal bats, their lineup's going to get to Arizona's pitching no matter how hard they throw. I feel the same way uh, for the same reasons. I I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona won this thing at all, Right. Uh, and and I really thought – you know, for much of the year, that Arizona might have been the most talented team in the country uh, from top to bottom, but uh, uh, Miami is just—they're—they're they're complete. They're the real deal. I think Miami is the most talented team in the country. And they are extremely well coached. Yep. Uh, so, uh, no and they're at home to the too. So to boot. No offense to the Wildcats. We like Miami. Moving over to the other side, let's start at the bottom again. This is the only regional, to be honest with you, here, and that where I would be stunned by the, if the outcome were an upset. Right. I would be stunned. If Fresno State, if Justin Wilson, Clayton Allison, and that pitching staff was able to go to Tempe and shut down Brett Wallace, Ike Davis, and their compatriots at yeah. Arizona State, I think that the Sun Devils are a prohibitive favorite here. Oh yeah, yeah, it would be it would be stunning. And, because and, the teams that Fresno State beat in that regional were not offensive juggernauts. They beat Long Beach State and they beat San Diego. That's right. They did not have to play Cal, which was supposed to be the best offense in that regional. They scored two runs in two games. Right. They haven't faced a lineup like Arizona State. Now, they've pitched in very offensive ballparks in the WAC and some pinball games and all that. But Arizona State's hitters are just so much better. I don't think Fresno State can do it. I don't either, and I do think that Justin Wilson uh, gives them a chance because he is left-handed, and he's, he's a good left-hander with a lot of, lot of movement. He's added a slider late this season. It's really been a difference maker for him. He's throwing more strikes. He can throw the slider when he's behind the count for, sli- for strikes, and uh, that gets him back into a lot of a bats that he used to be out of. But even if even if he wins that that first game, uh, I I just I I don't like the way Clayton Allison matches up with Arizona State, especially in that ballpark. Um, I, I just don't think Fresno State's got enough guns here. I think Arizona State wins fairly easily. Kudos to Oklahoma, by the way. Uh, we still don't think you deserve to be in the tournament, but once you got there, you acquitted yourselves well. Two wins in that regional, and kudos to the Sooners. Uh, and the Houston Super Regional. Texas A&M at Rice. Rice looking for its third straight trip to Omaha. Um, guy under uh, Wayne Graham. I, I can't, I've lost count of how many trips to Omaha this would be for uh, for old Wayne. Uh, Rice versus A&M, Aaron. A&M's scrappy, resourceful, freshman-laden. Can they power past the Owls, or do you like Rice to get back to Omaha for the third time? I do like Rice to get back to Omaha for the third time. I think they're steadier on the mound. Um, I think their lineup is 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 pretty solid, and, and they they come up with the timely hits. Uh, there are some things that I worry about with Texas A and M. I mean, um, you know, I, I can't believe, frankly, that they lost that game to Houston on Sunday uh, after Houston really came out of ran out of arms, and Texas A and M had won twenty two to four the previous day against Houston. Um, I, I you know I I wondered a little bit sometimes about Texas A and M, and and uh, the last month or so they've been pretty inconsistent. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the the eight game losing streak, even again this weekend, winning the regional, they didn't, they weren't overwhelming. Kind of let Houston back into it. I agree with you. I think Rice is the favorite. This will be the seventh trip to Omaha since 1997 for Rice. So seven trips in 11 seasons. 
That'd be pretty doggone good for Wayne Graham. Great uh, program. UC Irvine, LSU. Aaron, I have a feeling that you're going to pick the Anteaters to win this regional. This is an old-school rivalry between uh, uh, Michael, two coaches. You know, Mike Gillespie faced LSU a lot when he was at USC. In fact, they faced LSU three times in the 98 College World Series, which USC won two of those three matchups, went on to win the whole tournament. I don't know that, you know, you also have the old USC-Notre Dame thing here. USC and Notre Dame were, I believe, set to meet in a super regional back in 2001 before Florida International spoiled that party by winning the regional at Notre Dame. That was one that a lot of college baseball fans were really looking forward to, a USC-Notre Dame matchup in baseball because of the rivalry in the football teams. Um, and then you have LSU here, kind of they're trying to return to dominance. Uh, I got to tell you, I think Irvine, at some point LSU's got to lose some games, and UC Irvine is exactly the kind of team that can give a team on a roll fits. Their whole role, their whole MO is throwing you off kilter, throwing you off rhythm. I think UC Irvine can go down to the bayou and end Alex Box Stadium's era and win that Super Regional. So you're picking the Anteaters. I'm picking the Anteaters. Wow, it's a, it's a gutsy move. Uh, I've gone back and forth on this one a lot, and uh, I thought looking at the brackets that Irvine could get to Omaha if it didn't have to go through LSU. Um, I don't think it's a great matchup for Irvine. Uh, we've talked about how Alex Box is an offensive park. Correct. And, and, and Irvine... Uh, has has one guy with seven home runs and uh, nobody else with more than four. Um, and no one named Cipriano uh, in the middle of the lineup hitting uh, you know thirteen home runs or whatever it was last year. Matt Clark have... has almost as many home runs as UC Irvine. Uh, it's you know it's it's in it's in the, the it's pretty Next. close twenty five to about thirty four or so. But uh, I, I worry about that stuff. Um, you know, so I've, I've I've gone back and forth on this. I think I think LSU will hold serve at home. Um, it's you know, and, and I think it could go either way. I wish I had more insights here, John. Uh, I just think this is a great matchup. Um, but uh, I think I think I'm going to take LSU. All right, so we have a split decision on that one. I think we uh, that's our only our second split of the eight uh, super regionals. North Carolina, Coastal Carolina. We've seen this act before. We've seen Coastal Carolina come to carry and and beat North Carolina. I just think North Carolina's pitching right now, and to be honest with you, I can't think of a team that has two power arms throwing as well as North Carolina has right now with Matt Harvey and Alex White. North Carolina pulled Matt Harvey early in their first game. They didn't have to go back to him. He threw very well in that game. He threw outstandingly in the ACC tournament. I still think he elevates the ball quite a bit, but sometimes at 94, people can't catch up to it. And Alex White, ACC Pitcher of the Year, you could have argued that one, but he was dynamite in the suit in the regional. He's been excellent down the stretch. I think Matt Harvey, Alex White, too much for most teams. Uh, if North Carolina seemed to get its bullpen back in order this weekend, uh, Rob Wooten with a key saving as UNC Wilmington. I think Coastal Carolina is very good. They were my Omaha sleeper preseason. I obviously wouldn't be shocked if Coastal went to Omaha, but I think North Carolina's power arms are just too much. Yeah, and, I, and I've seen a lot of Alex White over the last two years, and, and uh, this weekend was the best I've ever seen him. Uh, he, he was unlike usual. He'll have he'll have an outing or, or an inning rather where he, he just his command kind of gets shaky, and he'll issue some walks and uh, give up a couple of runs. But he didn't do that at all uh, this weekend. Uh, really, just dominated that game. Three hits, complete game. I mean, 
he, he had all three pitches working. He really used his split finger more than I've ever seen it before as well uh, to, to great effect. He's so, just maturing as a pitcher. He is maturing know. as a pitcher, and, and he's going to be a special one. Uh, I, I think Coastal does have a chance in this regional. Um, you know, Again, they with power arms. They've got some speed. Uh, which I think plays well in that that spacious ballpark. Uh, they won there already once this year in midweek, but uh, you know Coastal right now seems to be really be, be relying upon the long ball and, and the in the power game and uh, their ballpark uh, it plays a lot differently than, than Cary and they they scored a lot of runs this this past weekend. They're going to have to do it differently uh, this coming weekend, um, you know. And, and their pitching to me hasn't been that great, frankly, um, down the stretch here. So, I, no, I don't think they've got enough. I think North Carolina takes care of business at home. I don't think that's just for you. I think that's been for everybody. Their pitching has been spotty uh, down the stretch. There's no, there's no due to boot that. So, so we're saying uh, – so our picks, we're only splitting on two of these guys. How about that? We're only splitting on uh, the Irvine-LSU regional and the Wichita-Florida State regional. And in fact, not only are we only splitting, we're taking the favorites everywhere except for I took Irvine in the LSU regional and you took Wichita State. But you know what, Aaron? I do think it's this kind of year. I know we thought that the four uh, top teams, Miami, North Carolina, Florida State, Arizona State, had really separated themselves from the rest of the field. And uh, right now I, I, I just think the home field's going to matter a lot. And uh, I've only got UC Irvine as the only team going on the road to win a Super Regional, which they also did last year. I think that's also part of the reason for my pick is that experience and, of doing that. And what they did last year, too, is, is they beat – Look at the teams they beat. Traditional powerhouses, Texas, Wichita State. Right. You know, then they get to Omaha and they beat Arizona State. I mean, they, they beat and all Fullerton. these. And, and, and Fullerton. Uh, they, they, they're not intimidated by a big-name school or a big-name atmosphere. Certainly, Aaron, they're not intimidated. They certainly have no fear. So, um, Are we making an Omaha pick yet? Did we both pick Miami last week? Is we that did. We I'm doing? sticking with it. I don't know about I'm you. I'm sticking with Miami as well. No, nothing happened this weekend to dissuade me from the Hurricanes pick. I, I think, think it's, it's I think it's Miami North Carolina All ACC Championship Series. I'm kind of leaning that way too. Uh, I will say that Arizona State impressed me by their performance this weekend. Yeah, Arizona State if they just have enough pitching depth, uh, they're better than North Carolina. I think that would be a great. Up. I think that would be a great uh, championship series matchup. Miami Arizona State, the two teams that really were were. I think in general the best two teams this year, Arizona State and Miami, I think probably held the number one spot in our rankings uh, more than any other teams. Um, that would be a lot of fun. Any other uh, any other uh, wrap-up of regionals? There's that one stat about the teams from Arizona yeah. and California being 14-0 and against teams from outside those two states. And the North Carolina teams, there were six North Carolina teams, and they did not quite put together that good of a record. I haven't added it all up, but I do know Elon and East Carolina, among others, and Charlotte. A loss of teams outside of their state. Charlotte losing to James Madison, for example, uh, in South Carolina, I believe. So uh, kudos really to this, th- those Western teams. We've been saying it all year, Aaron. The West this year is best. I think in general we think the West is best in college baseball. Um, uh, Elon, by the way, won its only game against the non-North Carolina uh, Mount St. Mary's, the, the Mount Two in barbecue. Coming to, Elon's, coming to Elon's defense, John, for, uh, for Nathan Rhodey. Good for Rody. you. Good for you. Um, but I do think uh, that this weekend you have only really uh, the one matchup where the West is sent out, and that's Arizona, and they have to go to the number one Z in Miami. Uh, don't buy that. Don't understand why you have to have Fulton and Stanford play each other in a Super Regional. Why do you have to have the Long Beach State Regional winner against Arizona State? Uh, it's not like Fresno State's going to hop on the bus to Tempe. So why can't you have these things be 
some flights. I just don't understand why the committee you know, constantly but, does that. But but looking around the country, I mean, most of these are regional matchups, North Carolina and Coastal Carolina. I mean, uh, Some of them are. Most of them are. Coastal Carolina, North Carolina, Rice, Texas A&M, uh, Fullerton, Stanford, North Carolina State, Georgia, and uh, well, I guess that's it. So what's that, half? That's, it's like five out of the eight. I mean, but, but, like but of course that's, LSU is not. But of course that's taking into account a couple of upsets that kind of throw some some. But should they be? I mean, the regionals are supposed to be regional. I don't know. The super regional seems like it's above being regional. It shouldn't just be regionals. Um, All I'm saying is I'm I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of the West whining about it because everyone that, else has got has, has the same kind of situation. No, they they've don't. got more teams. That's the problem. No, they don't. But all four ACC teams that were number one seeds can get to Omaha. I don't think that's the case when you, t- when you put the Pac-10 and the Big West together. That's a huge problem, and that's what pisses off the West, and it should. Obviously, it pisses me off, but that's bunk. How can all four ACC teams get there? That's ridiculous, if they're, and, but you can't have four teams from the West. That's ridiculous. I guess, but I mean, but, but the, West the, one, the West isn't one conference. Four teams from the Pac-10 could get there, too. Right, but for the Pac-10 and the Big West combined are basically just, just about as big as, I mean, the SEC and the ACC are 24 teams. And that's why they get more representation. I mean, that, that, that's it. There's yeah. more teams out there, so they get more teams in the regionals. And, I, and, 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 I mean, I just – I'm saying the committee understand that, though, and to me, and spread out the West teams. I don't think the West would have any problem going on the road, but why do the West teams always knock each other off in these, in, in these super regionals? I, just, I, I don't think the committee understands there are fewer teams in the West. And there are so many more teams from the Southeast. So if the Southeast knocks off some of each, uh, some, some itself, there's still other SEC teams around or ACC teams around. That's not true in the West. They knock each other out. You only get one or two teams from the West. If, if the eight best teams are off in the West, they should be spread out. But they're not. And with the way the RPI is, they're never going to have four or five West teams in the top eight national seeds. The reason the, the West keeps bitching about it is because it keeps happening and there's still more ignorance on the committee. That's why I, I would get tired of the whining, too, if I didn't think there was a foundation in it. I get, believe me, I get tired of some of the whining. I get tired of the no respect. Honestly, if you didn't rank us in the preseason and we showed you, I get tired of that. Believe me. But this happens over a 10, 15, 20-year period, and the reason they whine about it us is because they're right and the committee's wrong. Uh, that, that, that's just the bottom line. The West doesn't get screwed, but they just, there's just not an acknowledgement of what you just said, the facts. There are fewer West teams, so why should they always be set up to knock each other off? I, I just don't buy it. Uh, I know you're trying feverishly to counter my emotional point, and that's fine. We need you to wrap, wrap up the podcast. There are, I just want to point out that, that unlike last year where uh, it was literally impossible for two West Coast teams to meet in, in the championship series, uh, all those teams were on the, on the left half of the bracket. They have done a better job of spreading it around this year. You do have, first of all, like, by my count. put the Fullerton-Stanford Super Region on the other side. You're right. And, and also, by my count, that's a great there point. are West Coast teams in six different regionals. And, and you know, Hey, if, if 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 these West Coast teams are so much better than everybody else, win the regionals, and they'd have Arizona went to Ann Arbor and won a regional. UC Irvine went to Lincoln and won a regional. Uh, that almost, you're right. That also almost proves my point even more. When you do send the West out, you do have more West teams that have a chance to get to Omaha, and you do have the possibility of an Irvine. If the West wins out, Irvine, Arizona State, that winner, uh, Fulton, Stanford winner, possibly Arizona. You could have four West teams. But that's the exception historically, and to me the other problem with that is you still have why do Fulton and Stanford have to match up? I just 
they're not even going to ride the bus, I don't think. And if they are, uh, that's a long, that's a long, long trip. I don't think people understand yeah. uh, the length of that. I don't understand why that can't be uh, Stanford against Rice and A and M against Fullerton to save a buck or two. Uh, that's not the, that's not getting your best teams to your championship. And to me, having the best championship is how you grow the sport. And I still feel the committee could do a better job of growing the championship. But you, you make a great point. They did put them at least on the other sides of the bracket. And like you said, when they sent West teams out of the West, big shock. They won. Great, uh, great podcast. Long podcast, but a great podcast. Thanks, Aaron Fit, obviously. And uh, this is our last in-studio podcast, if you want to call this a studio, I believe. I guess we could maybe crank one out before you go to Omaha next week, uh, Omaha Preview. But we'll also be podcasting live from Omaha next week, provided uh, I don't drop my computer again. For Aaron Fit, I'm John Manuel. Thanks for the download. Until next week, so long, everybody.